What's happening, everybody? This is Cameron Rhodes with the Guided Trip Fly Fishing Podcast. This is part two of our two, maybe three-part series, um, Salmon Release Podcast. Um, in our first part, we sat down and talked to Dan Brow, um, who's a biologist at the Colorado Parks and Wildlife, and we talked about the salmon release process and what they have to go through. Um, so if you haven't listened to part one, please do not listen to part two yet. Um, you know, I kind of planned it this way, listen to part one, get into it, and then we'll go on to part two. Um, so we'll take a moment right now. And, uh, if you haven't listened to part one, go do that. All right. We gave that a moment. That way people can leave and go listen to part, part one before they listen to this. Um, before we get into part two, I got a quick message for you guys from one of our sponsors, ManCan. If you haven't checked out ManCan, it's an awesome new product coming out. Uh, ManCan is set out to provide an alternative solution to the conventional cans, bottles, and growlers for craft beer lovers and home brewers alike. If you haven't seen this thing, it looks like a mini keg. It's made out of 304 stainless steel. It's the same construction that they use for kegs. Basically what it is, it's a growler you can take to breweries, have them fill it up, put some craft beer in there. You can bring it home, seal it, um, and drink craft beer whenever you'd like. If you get a 64-ouncer, you can put, um, excuse me, if you get the 128-ouncer, then you can put the tap system on it that they have. The 64-ouncer is great. And, you know, that's about, what is that, four or five beers, four beers? Um, and you can sit here and drink craft beer right at home. Uh, so please check them out. I I take one with me camping. I take them fishing. I take them on the boat. It's also a great solution um, for putting water in. Um, you can take water anywhere. If you got one of the big 128s, fill it up with water. Um, it will keep it fresh. And that way you don't have to use water bottles on the boat or on camping trips or anything like that, hiking trips. And just pour right out of the man can. Just keep it in your cooler. Keep it cold. It's a great solution. I'm definitely going that way towards, you know, with guide trips and everything. I'm going to start filling up man cans and just having people bring water bottles and have them fill up. That way we're not wasting plastic and, you know, those one-use plastic bottles. So check out man can. You can find them mancan.beer, not .com, mancan.beer. And also on Instagram, mancanbeer on Instagram. Um, so check them out. It's an awesome product. I can't stress it enough as well that, you know, they're kind of about sustainability and conservation. Mancan also just became a corporate sponsor for backcountry hunters and anglers. So they're getting involved in conservation and, you know, keeping our public lands public. So it's a great Colorado-based company. Check them out. All right. So that's enough of that. Enough advertising for the day. Um, so part two. I have some good news and I have some bad news. We'll start out with the bad news. Um, my guest that I wanted to have here today to be able to talk about it is not going to be able to make it. Um, not a problem. You know, I, I was stressing about it for a moment. And I figured, why why am I stressing about this? You know, the podcast is supposed to be fun for me, fun for you guys. Uh, fishing is supposed to be fun. You know, so I went, I don't need to stress about this. I'll do it on my own. It'll be all good. Um, it might not be as entertaining, but you're going to have to sit here and listen to me. Um, so that's the bad news. Also with that is the good news that the podcast is still going to go. We're still going to do it. Um, I'm not going to let that hold me back. Um, it's all right that we don't have a guest today, 
like I said, I wanted to, but it just couldn't make it happen. Um, schedules couldn't line up and that's, that's a okay. And I wanted to kind of get this out there, um, you know, this week and, you know, early this week so that people have a kind of a chance to prepare for what we are about to talk about right now. Okay. So just a small recap, part one, sat down with Dan Brow, um, biologist at the parks and wildlife here in Colorado. Um, and they do a salmon fry release once a year, every year, um, about 3.5 to 3.6 million salmon fry are released into the Gunnison river. And I kind of hinted at it, you know, towards the end of part one, you know, maybe what we'd be talking about. Um, so let's go ahead and jump right in. Um, like I said, we don't have the guests today, so, you know, it's just me. I'm going for it here, but we're going to talk about fishing this salmon release. And I know you guys were thinking I was going there, and I am. So fishing this salmon release can be one of the most spectacular fishing days of the year. Now just think about it. All of those salmon fry moving downriver as fast as they can possibly go. In some cases, it might be, you know, five to six hours by the time they get to Blue Mesa. At least they start seeing them. And then in some cases, it could be 11 hours before they get to Blue Mesa. So just picture that. Millions of salmon fry moving downstream at just an incredible rate. Now, think about if you were in a boat floating the river during that. And then think about throwing a little white streamer during this time period. And it's a short window. It's a very short window, but it can be done. So this release is going to, it triggers a predatory response in these fish. And if all goes well and the timing is right, and the stars align, it can be the best streamer fishing on the planet for that short moment in time. I have fished this release multiple times. Sometimes I've nailed it, sometimes I haven't. It, it's tough. It's tough to get it all figured out and, like I said, all the stars to align. But I've seen and caught fish that are literally puking up salmon fry because they, they've eaten so many of them. But they will still eat a streamer. They're still aggressive. It triggers just this instinctual response that they, they can't stand. They, there's, they have to go apeshit for these things. This is a streamer junkie's wet dream. So think about it. I mean, like I said, it's it's tough to nail. But if you could be on a boat floating at that time, throwing streamers, and streamers are awesome to throw from a boat to begin with. But if it's the best streamer day of the year and you're on a boat, you're going, oh my God, this is unbelievable, this is insane. You're going to get tired of catching fish. You're going to get tired of seeing fish. Your arm's going to get tired of casting. Because it's going to be so unbelievably hot. The fishing, that is. It'll be cold here, but the fishing could be hot. So a lot of things have to kind of 
pan out. A lot of things have to come together. You know, the timing has to be right. You have to be in the right location at the right moment in time. If you're too late, you might miss it. They might not be eating that much. If you're too early, you might be behind or ahead of it, and it's not going to happen. So how do we do that? How are we going to nail this down? It's tough. It's very tough. And you have to do a lot of research on it. You have to talk to people. You have to talk to people who have fished it before. You have to talk to people how to fish it, where to go, when to be there. And I have some answers. I don't have all the answers, but I have some. And like I said, it doesn't always work out. You know, last couple years, the CPW, Colorado Parks and Wildlife, has has kind of nailed it. You know, last two years, water came up overnight almost. Rose a couple hundred CFS, got high water, got high muddy water. They're releasing salmon fry. Boom, those salmon fry just have to follow the stream, go downriver. It's pretty tough for the predatory fish to hunt in conditions like that. They'll still do it. It'll happen. But it's tough for you as well to fish it. I floated it, and it I mean, it was tough fishing. You're going, what the heck? You know, maybe we weren't in the right place. Maybe we weren't there. But everything has to line up. So things can, this year, I don't see the water going up by any means. But it's a low water year. It's going to be really tough to try and pick that right area and to be there at the right time. I'm not going to tell you where to go, where to be at that time, but I'll give you some ideas. Obviously, you're going to want to be between Almont and the lake. That's not a lot to choose from, but there's going to be some certain public access points. If you're walking and fishing, there'll definitely be some good public access points where you'll be able to fish it. If you're putting in a boat, that's a tough call. Like I said, I've put in in certain areas during this time of the year, during this, this let's call it a salmon fry hatch, or the release, I've, and I've nailed it. But then there's days where you, or there's times you don't. So it's kind of, it's, you know, is that chance you're willing to take? I am. I'm definitely willing to take that chance. I'll be there. Whether I'm guiding it or not, I'll be there. And I'll be fishing hard. I'll be rowing hard, too. So like I said, it's it's low water year. And that could affect it, too. You know, being a low water year, it's going to take a little bit longer for those salmon fry to get down. So you might have a little bit larger window to be able to hit this just right. So let's talk some techniques on this. Obviously, we're throwing streamers. What are we throwing? We'll get into that here. Rod-wise, I'm definitely bringing a six-weight. You don't need a seven-weight. Come on. You don't need a seven-weight. Six-weight is perfect. Fast-action six-weight. If you got a streamer, just specific rod, definitely grab it, use it. Line. I like to use a floating line on a boat. That's just me. I just take my, you know, my weight forward floating line. I use that. If you want to use a streamer tip line, you know, Rio makes a great streamer tip line, go for it. I don't like it on the boat, especially if it's, you know, a low river. You know, I we don't need those flies to get down that deep unless we're going through big, deep pools and deep holes and we're working it hard, then yes. 
But if you got it on your rod and you go, this is all I got, bring it. Fish it. Especially if you're closer to the lake or something like that and you're, you know, you want to throw some weighted line and get that get that streamer or that little woolly bugger down to the bottom, definitely. So six weight floating line or streamer tip line is going to work. Like I said, I like the floating line on the boat. You just move past holes pretty quick. You don't need it to, you know, get down. Um, butt section of leader is what I throw on. Throw on a, you know, maybe a four foot section of butt. I'll use that. If you got zero X, great. Go for that. But butt section will work with some zero X attached or something. You need something heavy duty because you're going to be casting, you're going to be hitting banks, you're going to be smacking trees, smacking rocks. You know, you don't want that fly popping off for no good reason. And I'll do a non-slip loop to that fly. Make it a little bit stronger. Make that action a little bit better. Make sure there's no breaking point on that eye so that, you know, it's not going to snap off if you need to pull it out of the tree or something. And think about it. There's some big fish in this river. If you happen to hook that big fish during this salmon fry release and you break off, you go, oh, man, I had two eggs on. Ooh, bummer. Should have thought about that. Hell, I might throw a bite wire. No, I won't. (laughs) Okay, so what type of streamers? We talked about it a little bit earlier or in the first part. One and a half to two inch fry. So you're looking for something that's going to look about that size. I like the white sparkle minnow. Um, And a four or six usually works out pretty well. Um, But you don't need to go too much bigger than that doesn't really need to be articulated. You can make it articulated if you want, or you can add a stinger off the back, you know, two or three inches off the back or something, help you out. But for the most part, you don't, I mean, they, they're going to eat it no matter what. They're not really going to come out of their hole and swipe at it for the most part. They'll eat it. They know what's going on. They've, they've been trained training for this day for a long time. So... If you aren't able to get on a boat, you can definitely walk wade public sections of the river. And if you are walk wading, you know, start down low on the river and work your way up is what I like to do. Um, you can go both ways, but if you're throwing a streamer, what I'd do is I'd throw it up and across, you know, to the opposite side. And I'd do upstream and downstream mins, large upstream and downstream mins, just to kind of barely work that streamer in the current. I don't think you need to strip it fast or get it towards you real quick. I don't think it needs too much twitch motion, which you can definitely throw in there, though. But, I, you know, that big upstream men will get it going in the current and just keep mending it and moving that fly just up and down, up and down, up and down. And then mend it down as well. Move it downstream, downstream. And then you can kind of pull it and twitch it in towards the end when, it's, when you're bringing it back towards you. That's great technique for when you're walking. When you're on the boat, hammer the banks you can still use that same min technique i like that technique a lot it triggers a response pretty quick so if you're on the boat hammer the banks hammer the big pools hammer the eddies and just get that fly in there and start working as hard as you can make sure that person can row if they're on the boat that's why i'm here but this could be fast and furious for a couple hours or it could be pretty tough so like I said, it all kind of depends on if everything comes together. But like I said, it's worth the risk. It's worth the risk to me. I'm not 
a huge streamer junkie these days anymore, but I'll something like this, hell yeah. I'll get out there and I'll throw streamers all day because you never know. So if you're a streamer junkie looking to fulfill that dream of seeing an aggressive take on almost every cast, then this is it, and it could be worth the risk if you get it right. I can't stress it enough. But so what's going to happen after this release? Obviously, the fish are going to shut down a little bit, I would have to say. They're going to be pretty full, and fishing is going to be pretty tough. They just have 3.5 to 3.6 million fish move downriver. So they had they had their pickings. They could do whatever they wanted to do. So now I'm guessing the question is, when is this going to take place? What day? Cameron, what day is this going to happen? When are they doing this? That is the question. And the reason why I did it in two parts is because I wanted to get you into the first part, you know, get intrigued. And now it's part two, and we're going to tell you when it happens. Tell you it happens this week. I know that. (laughs) It happens Thursday night of this week. What day is that? I'd have to look that up here. Thursday night of this week, they will be releasing the Salmon Fry. So that's the 5th. Thursday the 5th. They're going to release millions of Salmon Fry into the river. So, where are you going to be on that day? That's the question you got to ask yourself. Where are you going to be? I know where I'll be. I'll be on a boat. Like I said, hopefully with clients. We'll see what happens. If not with clients, I'll definitely be with a buddy and a pack of beer. That's for sure. Weather looks nice for the most part. It's definitely windy around here in the spring, so you got to expect the wind and a little bit of cold. Maybe some moisture, but the weather is looking pretty nice. We're in good shape. So keep that in mind. Thursday the 5th, the night of Thursday the 5th, they will be releasing salmon fry into the river. So Friday morning, it's get up and go time. Get after it. If you want to book a trip with me, you're more than welcome to. Email me, theguidedtrip at gmail.com. If you're looking to just book a trip in general or for the future, you can email me. Also, check out Crested Butte Angler. CrestedButteAngler.com. We'll get some guides in there for you. We got lots of them. Very experienced. Been around the valley a long time. And you could book a trip. I'm hoping things are going to book up quick after this podcast. We'll find out. So I wouldn't hesitate to shoot me an email or call Crested Butte Angler. Get online. Get a hold of Jason White over there at Crested Butte Angler. He's the owner, operator, also a guide himself. 
And there's definitely going to be a limited number of spots and trips that'll go out. So get on it. Jump on the ball after you hear this. Because this might be something you don't want to miss. I mean, fish just going ape shit. You're throwing a streamer at the bank. Well, bam! Throwing your men's in. Strip, 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 strip. And they're just chasing it all the way to the boat. They can't get enough. There's just salmon puking out of their mouths. They're gagging to themselves and they're still grabbing a streamer. I need that. I need that now. I need it now. And it's just rip snorting. Check it out. Shoot me an email. This isn't to promote myself. I mean, it kind of is. I'd love to do some guided trips. <laughs> i got to make some money here. Podcasts are, aren't completely free. So, book a trip. Come up here. Come check it out. If you got any questions, shoot us an email. Theguidedtrip at gmail.com. We'll take care of you guys. That was part two. Thank you, guys. Follow me on Instagram, Cameron.Rhodes. Check it out. We've been getting tons of views, tons of downloads. I'm ecstatic with how many people are listening and the responses we're getting. So please keep checking it out. And love to hear from you guys. Thank you very much. We'll talk to you soon.